0: Broad Ideas is supported by Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But as I got older, I had to watch out for sugar and empty carbs. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but high protein and less sugar. Variety pack, four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. Only 140 calories a serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. I love that the nostalgia of all my favorite cereals when I was a kid is back in full effect, but with less sugar, and you don't even have to think about it. And I can give it to my kid without thinking about it. I love it. Go to magicspoon.com ideas to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ideas at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com ideas and use the code ideas to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to Broad Ideas.
1: Rachel Hello, my Bilson.
0: people. What? Your name's Rachel Bilson?
1: Yes, and I'm Rachel Bilson.
0: <laughs> and Olivia's quiet for some reason? Oh, I didn't mean to be. Oh good. I'm so happy you guys talk now. Really. It really brings me great yeah. joy. You know what else brings me great joy is Alexander Ludwig. Big fan. Love this guy. I feel like he's my little brother.
1: You sent some photos of him and you after this interview. When you guys were Yes, I did. You guys were little kids.
0: He looks like a baby. But he's still
1: <laughs> like 6 7 and
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Yes, for sure. And I sent them to him. He's like, oh, he was dying over the pictures. (laughs) But yeah, I met him a long time ago, and he was so sweet. He's an actor and a country musician known for The Hunger Games, Vikings, Lone Survivor, and his latest film that just came out not long ago, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, with him and Jake Gyllenhaal and some other people. Uh, Some other people you may have heard of. (laughs) Let's welcome Alexander Ludwig, my long-lost brother.
2: Sometimes
1: when the world feels insane You can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside To join us on this journey as we take a little ride we'll talk about dogs and kids
3: and things we'll talk about chicks and
1: tampon strings we'll talk
3: about boys that make you cry we'll talk about death because people
1: die
0: how are you doing
3: i'm good how are you doing
0: i'm good we're so happy to talk to you today this is olivia oh. down here, over here hey down olivia
3: here. how you doing
2: i'm doing great <laughs> how are you
3: i'm good i'm good um does Olivia know how like how we met? No. I met Rachel back when she was with Hated. We were in Italy together for the Versace the fashion Versace show. Versace
0: men's fashion show. Yeah. Yeah. We were in Milan, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I was 19 years old. Oh and I was wow. A, yeah. I was a total mess. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, you were so cute. It was a fun night. We had a fun time.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty crazy night. It was a pretty crazy night. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll ever be invited back. <laughs> What'd you do? This is before I was sober. So I, I all I remember is is waking up and missing my flight and then having to pay <gasps> four thousand dollars in damages oh, no. Oh, no. to a hotel room. What? Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Wait, oh, why 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 weren't we hanging out with
2: you? Clearly d- you I had <laughs> <laughs> you had a good time. Yeah.
3: It was back oh, way God. back. I know, I know. It was crazy. crazy. That's the
2: worst feeling in the world. Yeah. How long sober are you?
3: Five years as of yesterday. Yeah. I'm
2: 13 years. Oh,
3: my oh, no,
0: God. Congrats. 12 and, and a half. So wow. I
2: know wow. exactly the way you huh. feel, waking up being like, what did I do? Yeah.
3: I horrible. mean,
2: 4,000 in damages is a pretty, that's a
0: pretty steep.
3: It was a nice hotel. It could have been a lot worse. But yeah, when you're 19 <laughs> and barely scraping by, that's not a good bill. Oh, my
0: god! <laughs> no. You were just the, like, sweetest, most precious uh, thing, though. Like, you... Yeah. We're just excited. And it was, uh-huh. I mean, it was a good time. I feel like it Chase was. Crawford was there too, wasn't he?
3: Chase was there. Yeah. yeah. And a uh, few other people, I can't remember. But
0: Yeah, because it was the men's fashion show, but I just went with Hayden and we had a really good time.
3: Yeah. I feel like you and I have a million connections if we actually-
0: Yeah,
2: if we like, looked, looked at, at it, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah.
3: You know when they always say, you know, in this business, you meet all types of different people. <laughs> um, and I just remember being like, you're one of the good ones. And Aww. I was just like, this, this girl rocks. Yes. And, yeah, it's so nice when you see that. When you see people who've had success in a business, and you're just like, "Man, it's so nice!" Like to just meet people that are just real. You know, that's
2: so
0: sweet. Yeah. I feel the same way about yeah. you. You're Aww. just so awesome. But thanks Aww. for saying that. That's so yeah.
1: nice.
2: Yeah. And it's true.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Yeah,
2: like it's not just you know a facade. Harp she hasn't changed at all. Well, well, in, in areas, but. <laughs> <laughs> So this is so cool that
0: you're on this journey and you're going to be a dad. Yeah. And when she do?
3: Yeah, May 25th.
0: Oh, it's really soon.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. Girl or Aww. a boy, yeah. do you know? A, a girl. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Do you guys have a name? You don't have to tell us. You don't us. have to tell us. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: no. We're thinking like Oglethorpe because oh, it's that's like that's my sweet. grandmother's. Oh, she's so she Yeah. She, <laughs> 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 she okay. <already knew. laughs>
0: I'm just like I, laughing at your family name. That's terrible.
3: Even my buddies, <laughs> even my buddies, who so I said that too, like they'll laugh and then they'll be serious because they're like, "You can't laugh at that." And I'm like, "No, right. that was like my grandmother's name. Like we're thinking like Olgi for short. Like it'll be that's really, actually really cute." cute.
2: Olgi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> no, uh, listen. No,
3: we're, we are. We are. We are trying to still figure it out. There's like a few names that are in the running, but like we haven't really uh, settled on one yet. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. There's nothing Uh, better in the world, truly. And a little girl. That's so sweet. I have a girl as well, so. Oh. I know. I just,
3: I'm really excited. I was saying that, like, my wife is like, I'm just so excited for, like, the clarity. You know, when you, I feel like once you have a kid, at least my understanding of it, is just, like, your priorities are so just simple. It's like, this is what matters, and this is what doesn't matter, and this is what I want to focus on, and this is what I don't want to, and- um, if this was happening five years ago, I would have been, you know, shitting my pants, but I feel like now it's just like, it's like, okay, like we're, 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 we're ready for this, you know?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And yeah. how long have you guys been together?
3: Uh, we've been together for about three years, but we've known each other for, you know, maybe 10 or like oh. known of each other for like 10. We, we reconnected, uh, during COVID. Oh. Um, I was shooting Vikings and I was living in Ireland for six years and- <gasps> Um, she was traveling Europe um with a friend of mine. Um, so they both ended up coming and visiting the show. And like we I just remember thinking, man, this girl is so amazing. Um, and the, nothing happened. It was totally platonic. And we both got into different relationships for four years. And then COVID happened and you know, you either survived COVID or you did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, I drove to Vancouver, Canada and that's where Lauren, my wife, is from, and and we reconnected, and yeah. That's where you're uh, from
0: as well, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. So both of your families are still there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, my siblings are kind of all over. Uh, my my sister and my brother are in LA, and then my other sisters in Salt Lake. But my mom and dad are oh. back in Vancouver.
0: Aw, whereabouts? I love Vancouver.
3: Um, like West Vancouver, the, like mm-hmm. West Side. It, yeah, Vancouver is amazing. I mean, it rains a lot, but like it's. I absolutely love the city, and Whistler Mountain is like one of my favorite places in the world. So, do
0: you snowboard or ski?
3: Yeah, I ski.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome! And but living in Ireland for six years, that must have been—I I was that crazy. Yeah, right. My sister goes to Trinity right now in Dublin. No way. Yeah, yeah.
3: Wow, that's crazy. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I lived close by to where your sister's going to college. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I moved all over during like the season, like. At the beginning, I lived in like Ballsbridge, which is like an area in Dublin. And then I, l- I moved a little bit outside the city to Dalkey which is like this like seaside town. Ireland was incredible. I mean, the crews are some of the best crews I've ever worked with because they work together on everything. So they all know each other. And it's just like Vikings was a very special show because it's just it was a hard one to shoot. Um, but there just really isn't any room for divas. So everybody, like you're cut, you you just kind of be like the odd idiot out if you were just acting like that because the crews just don't, they're not like that. It's just not the vibe at all. Um, especially when everyone's out in the elements together. So it felt like, uh, we were all just one big family and, um, but I was young when I started, I was like, you know, it was was early twenties and it was just like, it was crazy to move there and just be, be there.
2: Did you get sober there in Ireland?
3: Yeah. I mean, off and on. So that was like when I was figuring out my sobriety. I mean, you know, there's a huge drinking community there. So it wasn't yeah. really conducive to like, but it, if anything kind of streamlined the process for me. And I think I realized, I'm so grateful that my whole journey in sobriety was like overseas. I'm like wow. away from everything, you know? um, So I kind of got to like figure out like what I really wanted out of my life away from any of the, you know, attention that you yeah. might have gotten if you were living in LA, or if you were living in, you know, New York, or one of those places. Like I was, like out there. So, I got sober kind of towards the end of the show, like in uh-huh. the last season, around there.
2: What, what was, brought you to that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what
3: was the imp, what was the impetus? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, it really was like a life or death thing. I was um, shooting with a guy who I grew up loving, like, I was such a fan of this guy. And he could have been the biggest thing ever. And he has terrible, terrible issues. And mm. I just remember thinking, like, um, that's going to be me. Like, that's going to be my my career if I don't, if I don't. And and worse, like, you know, I, I'd also had friends who would pass away, like, you know, throughout a couple of years just for things that were so much less than the stuff I was doing. So it's just kind of like, I felt like I was playing Russian roulette and I was like, one, I want a better career than this. And two, most importantly, like I want to like a better life. So I basically just checked myself into rehab in Arizona. I would go like missing. So like I would like go away for like days and then like people would be like, I don't know where he went. Like he's just gone. It would never be, the craziest thing though is that it never affected my work. Like I was always able to like show up and like be prepared and 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 do that, which is why it kind of went on unnoticed. But mm-hmm. like on the weekends, like you know, I'd be gone on a Friday and like I'd be out with everybody, and then nobody would see me till like Monday Eats. and be like, I don't know where he went. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a dark dark time, um, and I'm just so like, you know, it's important to celebrate those milestones because like. I'm one of the, like, I don't really care about like birthdays or anything, but this matters more to me than anything, really. It's just like, wow, you know, we're here now and we did yeah. it. So
0: for you to have like come to that so young, you know, I think.
3: Yeah, that, was the, that was the thing is like, I was in rehab with like, you know, 50 year olds and, and, you know, guys who have blown up their whole families and, and we're all friends, a lot of us still. And the coolest thing I will say about rehab in general is like, you have everywhere from, you've got billionaires and homeless people. And you've got, everybody is there for one reason. And it doesn't matter where you're from, we've all got the same issues, uh, just dealing with it differently. And and but we're all here for one common goal, which is to get better. And it was like, I, I, I wish everybody could have an experience like that because it was just so high opening to just hear about these experiences and, and just meet these people from all walks of life. Um, yeah, it was really amazing. It was an amazing experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Yeah. And, I, and you took yourself there and you were like, yeah. I'm gonna go and put myself in rehab. And I just yeah. think that's it's admirable. Um, and you know, to have all of those thoughts and everything. And I think that's so cool. And you have five years and that's so awesome.
3: I had like never really done well in school or anything, but I was like, I'm gonna ace rehab.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like,
3: <laughs> I am I'm like, I'm getting better and I'm like gonna be just so focused on the things that really matter to me. Uh, And it's crazy in five years, when I look back on my life then and I look to where I am now, it's actually insane. Yeah. It's actually insane. Like I read somewhere, like if you you kind of take yourself out for a little bit and hide away from the rest of the world and just focus on what matters, in five years, you can set yourself up for the rest of your life. And I feel that. It's just like, wow, what a, What a remarkable shift. And I mean, you know this too, Olivia. Yeah.
2: I remember when I first got sober, I was told, put your sobriety first and everything else will come into place. And I remember being like, well, how is that gonna get me a boyfriend and a career and all of these things, right? And then I look back at almost 13 years and I'm like, by God, they were right. Everything (laughs) falls into place. If you can just do that, it changes the whole course of your life. And it's bigger. My life is way bigger than I imagined. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
2: It's a gift. And I used to watch people and be like, how did they get all those things? I remember when I first got sober, they were like, oh, I lost my job and my house and my family. And I remember being like, dang, I didn't even collect any of those things. Like I was too busy yeah. drinking.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't have anything to oh, live.
0: Select like, any <laughs> of those things. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, so it set you up to be in a place, and obviously, your work always was your work, and you know it didn't show up there. But with relationships, was that a struggle prior to being sober? Because obviously, you found your wife once you were sober.
3: Thank God, too. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we wouldn't be here if I wasn't. That's that is like without. And I tell her that every. I tell her that when you know. The thoughts will never leave about like, oh, well, maybe I could have one. And to be honest, I could. Like I could have one right now and be fine, but I promise you in two weeks, I'll be gone. Gone. Mm -hmm. Or less, gone. Uh Um, Uh And I told her that. I was like, you know, if I ever did again, our our relationship would never survive. And I would have nothing to do with you, but I just, it would never survive. Right. Um, I think that it's, I don't really understand the mysticism of the universe or what is going on here. Mm -hmm. I know that there's something. And I've done my best to try to understand it. Everybody talks about this and they all have their own visions and versions of it. And I've, you know, I've talked to Sadhguru about this and his, you know, whole experience with this. And I've talked to different people who are really into this. But all I can say is this it is fucking crazy when you learn to when you when you really start loving yourself um, and betting on yourself the things that come back. And I would actually say that was the same for me and my relationships is that when I had a bad relationship with myself, I attracted bad relationships, (laughs) you know, and toxic relationships. And and I was toxic in relationships. You know, it's not just a one-way street. Like I can see my own fault in things. And I, I mean, we're never perfect, but I think the real key to all of this is like just continuously growing and just trying to be better. You know, there were things that like to be honest, like the my biggest fear with having a baby girl was just me. I don't want to pass down mm-hmm. things that like, you know, I I see like my parents were amazing. I'm so lucky to have the most incredible mom, but I see things in myself that I know I picked up from them. So I kids are so smart and I'm just like I there are certain things I have to get under control before we have a baby. You know, yeah. like for example, my communication with my wife. Like that has to be like we have to know how to argue, how to fight, and how to talk things out because I don't want to have one of my old relationships where voices are raised and it would it's scary. And like yeah. I don't want that for a kid. Um and we're there. Like my wife and I are there now. You know, it's like we're at this place and it's you know she's the coolest She's so <laughs> freaking cool. I, I'm the hothead <laughs> a little bit. You know, so it's just like, I had to like really just like, like understand um, that I had picked things up as a kid and kind of started to live them out as an adult. So we're all a work in progress, but I'm trying.
0: Yeah, but that's, yeah. but it's again, like being accountable for all that stuff or like aware, the awareness, yes, right? Totally, and, and totally. wanting to work on that and fix that. How did you and your wife get to that place together? Did you go to therapy? Did you just talk it out, or what was the what was the method there?
3: yeah, so i think I think therapy is amazing like I think it's amazing for so many people, but one thing I would say is it's really important that you go to somebody who's like like I think that you should try out people or just try out until you feel like really safe with someone, mm-hmm. you know because. I had gone to therapists in past relationships um, and looking back, <laughs> it, it wasn't a very ethical way to go about things. I, when I look back, I'm just like, yeah, like we we definitely should have found somebody who was completely, basically a, one of my exes, like her therapist ended up becoming our therapist, which I think is already like no. a no, which no. is already a no-no. That's a no-no. Right? No. <laughs> and then, and, and, yeah, and it was very strange. Like it was a very, and I remember being like, this doesn't feel right and this isn't right, but I never, but I, I'd never really done it. But rehab is really like, there's no magic pill for getting sober. It's, it's, just, it's just like three years of therapy condensed into 50 days where you're just really doing the work on like why you are the way you are. So mm-hmm. I feel grateful that I've had that foundation. And um, my wife and I now, we don't go to therapy. It's not like that's off the table. But I haven't felt like, or at least we haven't felt this like undying need to go yet. But I still think that, again, like anything, like I know really healthy couples that just go to go. And I think that's great too. Um, To be honest, I just feel like I'm usually the problem. (laughs) problem. (laughs) She's like, she's so okay. It's like, I just, you know, I like there was just things I needed to figure out for myself. And I feel like I have. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've done it before the baby's coming and, you know, it. I think the most important thing is that you live in consultation. You know, that's a sober thing too, right? It's just like constantly checking in with yourself and um, just being like, okay, here's where I can improve here. And I always feel like when we feel that we want something external to change in our lives, it's because there's an issue internally.
2: That's right.
3: It's something that I've like really realized recently is like even something as simple as like going on vacation and there's nothing wrong with going on vacation. I love traveling. I think it's the most amazing <laughs> that you can do. I love it. But I'm just saying, cool. like, if you're like, damn, like, I just, I want to be on a beach somewhere in Mexico. It's like, do you want to be on a beach somewhere in Mexico? Or do you like the person you think you're going to be when you're on that beach in Mexico? Wow. And, is there some, and is there something right now that you need to fix inside? Have you not done the things that make you happy on a regular basis or that center you on a regular basis, whether it's going to the gym whether it's meditating, whether it's journaling, whatever it is that you do. So that's really what I'm trying to work on now.
0: Broad Ideas is supported by Sundays for Dogs. Sundays is healthy, air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian and contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops, and more energy. Let me tell you, Gertie's poops have been really lovely (laughs) after trying Sundays. No, but she has a lot of allergies. Her skin is normally super itchy and pink, but it has improved so much after Sundays. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sunday's is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Sunday's is shelf-stable, which makes it easy to feed your pup top-quality food. Every order ships right to your door, so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sunday's. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash ideas, or use code ideas at checkout. That's sundaysfordogs.com slash ideas. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Broad Ideas is supported by Manscaped. Summer's coming. Is your man ready to unveil his beach bod? Our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure his body is ready for the wild with their game changing grooming and hygiene products. Don't have your man be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And if he has a little winter dad bob, the least you can do is make sure he smells nice and is well groomed, it is time to get your man ready for hot boy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code ideas. Okay, Rob, do you manscape?
1: I've got a manscape. Yeah, I've I've got one of these. What's your preference in a man?
0: I will say it is nice when a man is manscaped, but I'm also okay with a little outdoorsy overgrowth at times. I'm talking beard
1: it's all about Not, the tidiness though. You don't want it like overgrown and all over the place. You want it, you want like, it cleaned yes. up even if there is some. I
0: like it cleaned up. I love what Manscaped has to offer because Manscaped is dedicated to helping men level up their full body grooming game with a performance package 4.0. The perfect package 4.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Whether he's trimming his chest or the treasure chest in his pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code ideas at manscape.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ideas at manscape.com. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself and your man a favor. Help him upgrade his self-care.
2: One of the sayings I love is like your external experience is a direct reflection of your internal experience. 100%. And so every time you see something outside of you that you don't like, the question then becomes what am I experiencing inside that yeah. I need to shift? And again, it's the same thing with the sobriety. It sounds like, "Oh, is it could it really be that simple?" It is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, "Okay, well then let me focus on that and then after a while your external starts to change." And look at your life like you called in a woman that is ready to be a wife and a mother, yeah. and you know that's all because you looked inside, right, and changed things.
3: I completely agree.
2: Does she drink? How is she with being with a sober man?
3: Lauren drinks for both of us. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> good for right? uh, now,
0: but yeah. not right now. Not right now. But
3: I, I, I'm at a place where it's like it really doesn't affect me. Too much yeah. good has happened in my life to feel like that. And to be honest, like, alcohol wasn't the thing for me. Okay. It was it yeah, was everything it. that happened after. Was gonna That's ask, what, yeah. It was going yeah, to she It was drugs and all that stuff. So, like, the drinking has never been an issue. Um, so, she definitely, and I promise you, if she has this baby, she's definitely going to be drinking for all three of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have gone through so much the past few years with finding your wife and having a baby, but she's been very open that you guys have also gone through miscarriages on, yeah. on top of that. Yeah. So I'm curious from your perspective because I've I've had miscarriages myself. Talk. And as a woman, I know what that feels like, but what was it like on your end?
3: Oh man, I mean, this is probably not like, <laughs> this is just the, you know, it really wasn't anywhere close to as hard as it was for me, as it was for her. Right. Yeah. I think it would be very different if we had to give birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if that had happened, I think that that is a whole different type of experience mm. a whole different type of trauma for people. Um, but fortunately for us, that didn't happen. So it happened early enough where I've always been of the mindset, like, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like something was clearly wrong. Or that's why your body aborted it. And it's like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we figured out what the issue was. She had this like polyp on her uterus. Mm. We got it removed and and we've been fine ever since. Um uh, Yeah. Yeah. The hardest thing for me was like most men that I know, they want to fix problems, right? Yeah. It's like, that's what we want to do. You want to fix it. Okay, well, what can I do? Like, I want to fix this, but you can't fix this. This is just something you got to sit in it with her. That's like mm-hmm. how to, to really love her. And I can only imagine how she felt because it's like you feel broken until you start talking to people about it and you realize like, holy shit, Rachel Bilson had a had a right. miscarriage, and and oh my God, our best friends had a miscarriage. They didn't even tell us, and this person right. didn't, and, and that's what like Lauren was like. I want to say something, um and I'm like, you do you, like you do mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. I want it because I feel like like even in my friend group or or anybody, like nobody talks about how normal this is, and it yeah. is normal.
0: It is so normal. Yeah. And- you know, for me, and I, I like being open with it and about it because it's the same thing. It's like so many women go through this and honestly, I've had a completely normal, healthy, great pregnancy. Yeah. Ha- you know, it had nothing to do with uh, not being able to and I know there's other things yeah. that can go into it but even my OB was like, no, like, you know, I forget the statistic, but it, it it's just it's such like one in three, high isn't it? So it's one like one in three. three. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so common. Yeah. And there's so many reasons why it can happen. And yeah. I like when it's talked about and I commend your wife for for doing that because she had uh was it three? Uh, three. Three.
3: Three. Probably
0: yeah. within a short time because you guys yeah. have been together for three years. So yeah. that's a lot to go through. Cause I know as a woman you can go through those thoughts of like failure and you can't, you know what I mean? And, and and you take it on in such a way, but to destigmatize it and be like, this is totally normal. And you're totally like, has nothing to do with, it's out of your control. And it's not like your fault because I know women that take that on too. Um, but you seem like such a supportive partner. So I love hearing you say that you, you know, you, you knew you just had to like sit
2: through it with her because you do want to fix things, but there's nothing you can do. And that is hard for men. I feel like that's something. I will say, I think sober men are incredible because I think they're handed kind of a a guide to life that not a lot of people are. And even to know that like your job was just to hold space for her to go through what she Mm -hmm. was going through and not Mm -hmm. try and fix it is a really big deal. And you guys as a couple, I feel like I'm really in awe of you being open about your sobriety. Like to me, that's a light like you're shedding light on something that so many people struggle with and have so much shame and guilt around. And then your wife sharing that, like when I was looking through her Instagram and I read that, I w- I got teary eyed and I was like, what, what a beautiful woman. Like we need people to be honest and social media and all of that is so, geared towards looking like you have this perfect life yeah. and people that are in your guys' situation that do have a great life come out and say, like, this was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. makes all of the rest of us <laughs> breathe a little bit easier.
3: I I agree. And I think, you know, I still haven't really figured out social media. Like, I know <laughs> that there's a lot of benefits to it. Like, I I do believe, like, we all are kind of, like, now- more connected than ever, and I love that. But it's such a fine line. Like, you know, we never like Lauren, especially. It's like, you know, she's in, like we met over COVID, she's never experienced being in like the public eye or anything, right? She just wanted to right. do this to do it. It wasn't like, and then suddenly all these, you know, media outlets pick it up, and you got people on the street coming up to you being like, Thank you,
2: mm-hmm. you know, and
3: it was like that was that was the special part, but you know. It's always a struggle for me. Like I always find the best rule of thumb is just post and ghost. Do it if it's like you know if it's coming <laughs> post from a good and
0: ghost. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Do
3: do it from a good place. If it you know if you feel like you're going to help somebody, and then just like get out of there. <laughs>
0: yeah, know? get out. So yeah, yeah. I know it's true because things do come. You know, if I say something and it goes, it catches on, yeah. and then you deal with that. But if you're if you're talking about things like that are important and people can connect to, I totally commend it because hundred percent fucking life man you know
3: <laughs> plus i said to her i was like look how many people you just helped like yeah, this like it's right. so special that you just so did so special yeah. it's beautiful
2: yeah. how is she adjusting to now being more in a public light being your wife and all of that
3: honestly lauren is like she's just she's so rad man like she's <laughs> like she really doesn't care like about any of this as it should be right like it's like we're just yeah. doing a job whatever but like you know, even we're shooting Bad Boys 4 right now, and it's like if Lauren went and met Will, like or Martin, like <laughs> wouldn't even phase her. But like <laughs> she, she meets McSteamy, and now oh. like
2: you know, <laughs> you know, and so
3: it just it, it's so it's so funny. Uh, that's
2: oh, so, that's so cute! Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. It's amazing. I know. Like,
3: I'm
0: like, where is she? I feel like I want to say, I know she should on here. <laughs> where? Oh,
3: she's she's she's, she's napping.
2: She's oh, na- good oh, for she's her. She's She'd very
3: joy. Yeah. She's probably, it. Oh, she's yeah. probably
0: ready. She's ready to get this baby out. I would imagine. Oh soon. my god! I, I just, I don't,
3: I don't know how you guys do it. It's like it is. This looks fucking awful.
0: It I'm is. Like, I would just <laughs> hate
3: this. I mean, I get it for somebody. It's like this is so beautiful. <laughs> this is horrible. Has oh, she had god. an
0: easy pregnancy?
3: I mean. I've had an easy like time <laughs> it like while she's been pregnant because she doesn't complain about anything. Wow. But like, no, it's not been, it's not been easy. Like I think for her, she's got sciatica right now, so she can yeah. barely oh, yeah. walk. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm yeah. like going to go shoot a film and I'm just like leaving her here with two dogs. It's like, you know, it's not, <gasps> it's not ideal. So I'm trying to come back as much as I can. But I mean, she's such a trooper.
2: Aww. Will yeah. you be there for the birth?
3: Yeah. So this is this is uh, <laughs> this this was a crazy uh, thing that, like, you know, it's life is so funny. It's like you realize that it's just like it is really as simple as you think it is. Whereas it's like, how do actors like figure out like how they're gonna go see? the Like, you don't you don't know. You uh, actually no. just don't know. It's it it is that simple. In that, no, it's not like the studio goes, okay, well, here's your slot where you're gonna have the baby. It's because like we don't even know when we're having the baby. We know it's supposed to be May.
2: From here to here. So I do know
3: that I have a week off leading up to her giving birth. And I might have a couple of days on the back end, but it's really like touch and go. The other option we had was to move her to Atlanta because we have a place there and we were gonna go live there. But her OB's here, our friends are here. Like she has like people she can call. And it just felt like, yeah, it felt like we were just like just move for me so I can be there. It's like,
2: yeah.
3: I'm gonna do everything I can, obviously. Like if if she's in labor, like, you know, yeah. I'm going to will and be like, you fire up your jet, motherfucker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has kids. He should
0: get it. You're like, or I'll tell people you slapped me too. You know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I am, I gotta get back. But they they've been so amazing on production and they've been great. So I think we'll be fine. But, you know, fingers crossed.
0: You know, it's so funny. We were talking to Rachel E. Cook yesterday and she had two kids and her husband was working and she induced both pregnancies so he could be there yeah. for the birth. And I was like, that's crazy. And it's uh, now talking to you today, it's like, yeah, scheduling and you can't plan it. And I'm like, well, yeah. should, should Lauren induce? <laughs> like,
2: I was thinking the same thing, Rachel. I was like, well, <laughs> do we induce her? Like, yeah. <laughs>
3: I think that's, so that is the plan. Like yeah. if she has not given birth by the due date, Mm-hmm. Then that's going to be the conversation, but you can't really decide if you're going to induce until like around that like yeah, Goldilocks zone. Totally. So that that would be a good plan. I do hear that like when you induce labor though, it's like it's a lot.
2: It's like, Olivia harder. Olivia went through that. Yeah, it's not. Oh fun. my
3: god. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. A, it's yeah. not.
2: It's not fun. But yeah, yeah, I would if I was given the choice of my husband being there and going through that hard, you know, induction. Yeah. Or having it more graceful, I would choose to be induced to have my husband there, I think.
3: I think that's probably how Lauren would feel as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I have to commend you, though, for
0: your, like, her support system as in Austin and, like, yeah. her OB and everything. And, like, you doing what, you know, you feel is best for her. Like, that just really touches my heart. I think that is so, like, you're a good guy. What can I say?
2: Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> that is and trying. she's gonna need that. Trying. Honestly, she's gonna need that. The if support you're system. Working, is... She's gonna need that support system more than yeah. anything, because it's really hard in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah, yeah. And d- will her folks be around? Her folks? Who am I? I don't know. <laughs> Who are <laughs> her you? Folks? Be will her
0: by? folks be on down there? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. Uh, my uh, my mom was just here helping us get get ready, um, which like we like we set up like the stroller and like the you know Aww. like the, the, the thing for the car. What do you call that? A car seat. Car seat. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, that thing? Yeah, yeah that, a baby seat that they up for the baby. Um, that was awesome. And then her mom is flying out. I think like a week before we're yeah. due. Um, yeah. And her da- her dad sadly passed a few years mm-hmm. back. Oh no. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry um, no it's uh, it's the saddest I mean I mean, it's obviously not the saddest, saddest part is that he's passed but I, I'm also just devastated I never got to meet him
2: oh um, shoot yeah
3: so that sucks but um, yeah. I do feel like I've kind of got a pretty good idea what he was like you know when I hear all these stories and stuff of <laughs> him so yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's
2: so hard yeah it is hard oh. it's also no. hard for her I'm sure there's like a bittersweet yeah. thing about having your baby and you know for yeah. sure Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Olivia has, I mean, can
0: relate because her father passed when she was young. So I know you've gone through that. Like Jeff never met him and, you know.
2: Oh yeah, my husband, I showed him a picture the other day. I had never seen it It was of me and my dad and my husband just starts bawling. And he's like, I just wish I knew him, you know? And it's so sweet because I feel like you still can connect and know the person. Yeah, And it's really heartwarming to see the effect it can have on your partner. You know? How yeah.
3: how old are you when, when you pass?
2: I was fifteen.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. I think like, like it's okay. That's just a horrible age. I mean, there's no good age, but that is a horrible age to lose your your
0: dad. Yeah, I
2: don't think there is a good age. Yeah. But fifteen <laughs> is a tricky age in general. So I think yeah, it is a little a little hard at that time. Yeah. But then, yes. you know, I look at someone Lauren's age and I'm like, well, it's almost worse sometimes the more you have as someone. And, For sure. You know, For sure, And you're That's a good letting point, go too. of many more years of memories and, you know, yeah. Broad Ideas
0: is supported by HelloFresh. Flavor is in full bloom at HelloFresh. Enjoy the tastes of spring with chef-crafted recipes featuring ripe seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. HelloFresh is more than just delicious dinners. Not only can you take your pick from 40 weekly recipes, but you can choose from over 100 items to round out your order from snacks and easy lunches to desserts and pantry necessities. Everything arrives in one box on a delivery day. You choose. When the spring sunshine is calling your name, don't call for takeout. Get HelloFresh instead. Their quick and easy meals make feeding the family a cinch and without the high price tag. Their new fast and fresh options are ready in just 15 minutes or less. I am a huge fan of things being ready to go, especially on school nights when Briar gets home from school, I don't have to think about it. My meal is ready. I just throw it in and boom, we have dinner. I love anything buffalo and HelloFresh's crispy buffalo spiced chicken is one of my favorites. Highly recommend it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash ideas16 and use code ideas16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash ideas16 and code ideas16 for 16 free meals and free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I know, and you, you know, have been open about like mental health stuff, and that probably went hand in hand with, you know, yeah, wanting to get sober and whatnot. And what's your relationship like now with mental health?
3: Um, I know that there are. Have you ever have you ever like read anything about like the Stoics? You know Stoicism? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. We have yeah.
2: like a yeah. We have joke. like an insight joke yeah. about it. <laughs> but yes, yeah. So yes. <laughs> okay. Yes.
3: You you guys you, have you ever talked to Ryan Holiday?
0: No. No. Who's that?
3: I should put you in touch with Ryan. He, he he lives in Austin, but he's like a New York Times bestselling author. He's my favorite author, and he writes like modern day books about the Stoics. So he, has oh. this, he so he has a book called The Obstacle Is the Way. He's got uh, one called Courage is Calling. Stillness is the key. Discipline is destiny. He's phenomenal. Yes. Um, So I went and did his podcast. But the reason I was bringing this up was just that it's really interesting when I read about them and I'm like, wow, these people back in the day had the exact same problems we have today. Mm -hmm. It's just our environment has changed. Right. But like, it was just like they, you know, comparison was still a thing. And mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, you know, want to make your father proud, and the stress of life, and trying to, turn, you know, get your finances in order, like, so all those things, those all existed back then, and they figured out like kind of a, a way to live, a joyous, still and happy life. So, you know, that has been hugely helpful for me in my mental health is like realizing that there really is, um joy in discipline. It's that, it's, that, it's that famous line like, if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. Yeah. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. Mm. And though going to the gym once doesn't seem like a big deal or even twice, but you go to the gym every day for a 100 days and you're gonna see a difference. And it's the same thing. It's the compounding interest of like consistent, consistently doubling down on yourself. Um, and look, like I talk about this, like I've got to figure it out. It's, it's, it is always a work in progress. There's days where I, I don't do it. Um, but for me, like my routine, like the gym is so important to me. Um, it's just like, it's, that's my, that's my church. Yeah. Um, you know, and gratitude is a huge thing for me as well. I feel like that really is the way out. Like no matter how much research I do, it's like, I always end up at the, at the, at gratitude. It's like, that is the answer to like everything, right? It Um, is. Yeah. You know, that's even a hard one, you know, to, 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 to do consistently. It's something that you got to force yourself to do. And, um, naturally it's like, if you have no point of reference, you really have to train yourself to be grateful for things like, you know, that we, we take for granted. So. Yeah, yeah. we
0: do. Uh, It's all about gratitude. And I've, I've been working on that a lot, like just Just being grateful for every little thing and acknowledging it and like, and, and it is an act, like a work in progress and you have to just be active, you know,
2: with it. But
3: hundred percent.
0: I remember your mom,
2: Rachel taught me, I was going through a really hard time and I called her and it was about my family. Like there was some sort of drama going on and I wanted her to help me figure it out. And instead of helping me figure it out, she's like, I just want you to close your eyes and do a rampage of gratitude. Yeah. And I was like, how is that going to help? Like, I need to go save <laughs> them or you know what I mean? And yeah. she was yeah. like, just get present and just get gratitude. Yeah. And I still do that as a pattern interrupt all the time when the mind starts oh, yeah. to swirl. I'll just be like, okay, I'm grateful. For X, Y, and Z. And it's a great way to just interrupt the pattern of letting your mind spiral. Yeah. I I work on that with my
0: daughter. She's eight. And yesterday she was hangry. So that played into it. But she didn't get... All the kids got handed out randomly a prize at the end of a class. And all of her friends got slime and she got this ball, right? Uh. And she was so pissed. (laughs) (laughs) She was so mad and she was like, I already have this. And I was like, hold up. (laughs) You know, I had to stop her, but she was hangry. So I had to give her a little grace, but. And cheese. I was like, yeah, (laughs) or some cheese. (laughs) And uh, and yeah, anyway, I was like, listen, okay, I hear you. Sometimes life is disappointing and feels not fair. But the one thing you always have to be is grateful because you were given this today, you know. She was a little grumpy and then she came around later, but. (laughs) <laughs> but it's true, you know. It's you a start practice. Still, this young, it's practice. You know, mm-hmm.
3: I love so much that you do that. Like that is, it's just like that's incredible parenting. I want to, I want, I want to be that <laughs> for for our daughter. You know, like I love that. Like instilling in that in them at such an early age is so huge. And I also think that that probably just helps you a lot too. Yeah, just right. do that. Right is. It sounds like such a stupid thing, but then you realize that, like that. You do have to train your mind to do these yeah. practices. Mm-hmm. Like it's not supposed to be easy, but over right. time it does have a lasting impact.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of parenting stuff, it's not yeah. easy. Your no. patience level, like, oh my goodness. It is so hard to not lose your patience, especially, yeah. you know, during certain times. And it's its all an active practice. And- uh you know, you just try your best not to fuck up and you just need to keep them alive. But other than that, yeah. like all the things, <laughs> just like, you know,
3: Yeah.
2: but it is interesting. I like that you didn't say, oh, don't worry, I'll get you slime. No. Because yeah. I think it's really important that we do teach our children. I understand you're disappointed. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I said, I understand. Do you know what I mean?
0: And sometimes life isn't fair. Like things happen that yeah. aren't fair. Yeah. You know? I mean, I did say at one point, I'm like, you have slime. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was later. That was yeah. after the, you know, the important <laughs> things were said. But it's true. And she doesn't usually act that way. So I, you know, the hunger thing was real. But it, it was just um, an important thing to acknowledge. And, you know, we just, we left early. She was really pissed. Oh. i was thrilled i hate slime let me tell Same. you one parenting advice for you like yeah. don't fucking let slime in your house <laughs> no it is a disaster
3: where do you even get slime
0: oh the kids make it all the time now
3: <laughs> okay talked.
0: they make oh, it it thing. comes in Shit. you know party favor bags yeah. it is every parent's worst nightmare oh, caught if it gets hair, in, the, in anyway. the hair anyways that's that's my if i can pass anything <laughs> on to you don't let yeah. time in your house.
3: <laughs> that's, that's great advice. Thank you. <laughs>
0: you are welcome. Yeah. Um, we have some questions that we, you know, sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes but, um, we like to have fun. Is there a role that you really wanted that you didn't get?
3: Yeah. I mean, my my, my whole life. Um, <laughs> there's, there's tons um, of roles I wanted that I didn't get. And I think it's as, I mean, I felt... So many losses early on. Did you how like when did you start acting, Rachel? Were you like
0: it was after high school that I started after like, high commercials school. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So I was like a kid and it really fucks you up early on when you're just like, you know, and especially because like when I first got in the business, I booked my first commercial everyone else for. So I was like, oh, no. oh I got this shit oh, no. on the love. Right. <laughs> and and um you know, you audition, 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 you get a hundred no's and a thousand no's and finally you get a yes. I mean, one I remember really wanting that I didn't get was The Hunger Games was when I, so I was testing with Jen for the lead of that Uh. opposite her. And it was me, Josh, and one other guy. And Josh and I like came up as kids. Josh was like a super, super successful Mm -hmm. um, child actor. And, you know, he ended up getting the role. And at the time- It felt like just crushing because I felt like I had it. And then, of course, they offered me the bad guy in that film, which was kind of like a caveat. The funniest part about this is looking back on my life now, I am so, so, so grateful I didn't get that role. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I didn't love acting yet. And I didn't know what it took to be great. And if I'd gotten that role, I would have thought I knew it all. And it uh-huh. took a show like Vikings, working with some of these most incredible and seasoned actors every day on its show that nobody was seeing at the beginning, but just I was doing it because I loved it. That is where I really grew. And mm-hmm. and over six years, I was like, damn, like I love this. This isn't about like anything other than just the process and the work. You know, our our business can be very without like throwing out names, but like, you know, a lot of the guys that I came up with had success really, really. For sure. While I didn't, but I don't see them around as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that it can be this, this blessing and a curse at the same time because I had to learn that I had to start loving the process and really doing the work to survive in this business. Yeah. Because um, even after a movie like The Hunger Games, it's like, this is the biggest movie of the year. And then, I still have to audition? Like, like what? <laughs> right, right. I'm so confused. And and I talk to actors about this all the time. So like, even, um, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but like, even like somebody like like Jake Gyllenhaal, when we, when we did this last movie together, like mm-hmm. we talked about this, right? And it's just perception. Cause Jake's like, Alexander, like, it's not like it all comes to me. He's right. like, I still got to go out and get the things that I want.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I realized it never ends. So if you come from a place of like ego in this business, you get humbled so quickly Yeah, and you either turn into an asshole and are just like bitter and I know people like that or you turn into somebody who's like, hold on, I'm going to be like the stoic version of myself and I'm going to love the process and all the things that I really wanted in this business um, are going to come to me as a byproduct of loving the work. And it's so much easier said than done. Because there are days where you're like, hold on, I just got offered this, but now this person wants me to read for this and blah blah blah. And it's like right. you're so confused. That idea we have in our mind of like when it all ends, once you get to this place and you're, you know, you're set. It's 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 not like that ever. Mm-mm. Ever. Because And
2: that's life, right? Anywhere yeah. you get you want to be pushing past your last level you were on.
3: 100%, but like even the best actors in the world were the, the, the A-list actors that I've worked with that I know, like there are roles they lose to other people. Yeah. You know, and then I think the biggest um, kind of lie we're told as actors is like the idea of competition, I think is a very interesting one because we're not athletes. Like yeah. this, there's this idea like, like he beat you for this or you beat him mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. or she beat you. It's like, That is not how this game works. Right. Um, Art is subjective. And I might not be the right person to play a role. Like, I'm gonna have to be good with that, you know? Like, I may be more right for Vikings than I am to play the math elite in, you know, this next thing. Like, I have to be okay with that, even though part of me really does wanna play that role. Right. You know? it doesn't mean that I shouldn't keep working on my craft and growing as an actor to be the best one I can be. But I think there's a really important thing that actors in general need to do and realize, like, we live in an abundant world. We're not in competition with each other. Mm -hmm. And if one person gets a job, they didn't take your job. Right. They took a job. Right. You know, and I think that that's such a, it's such a fucking hard one to remember, you know, but it's interesting as I get older, I see guys that like, you know, are finally breaking through in different ways that I've known forever. And it's like, wow, if you really stick through this, it does happen. Yeah. You just gotta keep going,
0: Yeah, you know? I think there's life lessons in everything. And even like, I've told the story before where I lost a role and literally the girl is like my doppelganger. And it was so hard for me personally to like understand. But then I got the OC because I didn't get that part. So like, there's all these lessons, right? And you're like, okay, well, this really, I know that this, Happened for whatever reason. And the same casting director then brought me in for the OC and, like, whatever, you know, and that's just like a little example of just like a bigger life lesson, you know, big, big picture.
3: And that's my thing is like, I'm like, I always try to go into rooms now. And like Brian Cranston says this in his book, um, A Life of Parts. And if you haven't read it, it's it's phenomenal, mm. A Life in Parts. And Brian, especially, you should read his book because like he's somebody who broke very, very late, right? Yeah, and sure. it, it, in, in comparison to other people, um, which is funny but he's like i'm never there to get a role i'm there to give a performance. Oh. And you know I, love th- that. I think you know i'm there to give a performance not to get a job and i think for me it's like i'm there to make a fan. You know whatever happens happens and yeah. fortunately you know things do get easier as as you in this business longer you know more things come your way mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the real things that you want you're probably going to have to fight for like everybody mm-hmm. else and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And
2: also the sticking with it like I'm here in Pennsylvania right <laughs> now doing my first like movie at 43 yeah. years old. 43
0: years old, her first movie, and she's wanted her whole
3: life. Wait, yeah. this yeah. is your first film?
2: Yes, I've done like little parts in small films, but this is I booked my first film at 43 <laughs> years old. Let's the hype man. go! On this
3: <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Oh. I love you. It is. It is awesome. It's the most awesome thing that's happened to me. And it is like, I was told I'm too old to this, to that. And I had to really, 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 really do a lot of work on the limiting beliefs. And, you know, Rachel, Rachel knows. But 43 years old. Yep.
3: I'm pretty sure Sam Jackson's first role was when he was like 46.
2: 45, really? I think.
3: Was oh, 35. I always
2: yeah. I always tell myself I am the next Sam Jackson.
3: <laughs> well, but, but I'm serious. Like, if you think I about am it, too. Like, like you're going to be like your story already now is going to inspire so many people. And like, we don't know. I don't know. Like, we don't know where fate or whatever you want to call it is going to take us. But like, this is so incredible. And I'm so happy it's like finally happened for you and you got that. You're going to crush so it. Sweet. You're going to crush it. It's, She's it's amazing. She's going to fucking crush it. Yeah. It's, it's I am. the best
0: thing. Like, we've been celebrating for, you know, the past. It's so cool. I, like, video, I taped, self-taped her in our podcast room. We were like, just fucking go for it. And she did it. And we're so proud. But it's the perfect example. Don't give up. Right?
3: Ever. 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 Ever.
0: Um, oh. Alexander, what's your ideal bedtime?
3: <laughs> Damn. That is a really, so, okay. Your morning start the night before. And what? it is yes. your morning start the night before. Like, it's like, if I I need to be in bed, and I am so bad at going to bed, but I need to be <laughs> going to bed at like, I need to be in my bedroom at like nine yeah. and I need to be like asleep at 10. Now yeah. that like, that is like, that is a pipe dream because you know this in <laughs> like in this business and Olivia, like you'll know this too, be on this job, like there is no consistency. So it's like, well- I might not always be able to get eight hours of sleep. Like, that's just like, I I want to, but I might not. Like, I know if I went to bed at nine, like if I was asleep at nine, I'd be like the happiest person every single day. And I'd be getting up at like six in the morning or five in the morning, I'd be great. But like, I've done those nights too, where like I've gotten four hours of sleep and got up and gone to the gym because that's what we're told to go do. And you realize like that is just not conducive to a healthy lifestyle at all. Uh-uh. and all you're going to do is just end your life quicker so it's like you got to find that balance of like of like just feeling good and, and getting that right amount of sleep so 10 yeah. is usually when i'm when i'm asleep
0: 10 i find myself like purposely trying to stay awake until 10 cuz if i fall asleep when i want to at 9 like right after my daughter or whatever yeah my body will wake up at 4am because it won't allow me to sleep. so i'm like literally i'm like keeping my eyes open trying to stay awake till 10. I mean, we sound like real ragers. I know. Clearly we we are. I know. (laughs) We
3: party hard. Grandma is over here. Yeah. I was talking to, uh, (laughs) so (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens and I I do bad boys together. And Vanessa's like, yeah, let's, let's go out for dinner. I'm like, yeah, let's go for dinner. I was like, uh, you know, what time are you thinking, she's, you know, like, like, like seven, maybe? And she's like, and I was like, well, like, I was like, how about six? She's like, oh, my God. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. seven. is just too late. Like six is when, yeah. Seven and is I was like, too oh late. I'm like, no, if 5.30 dinner. 5.30 like early
0: bird. We're going at 5.30.
3: <laughs> and I'm like, are we, are we actually grandparents now?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I love Vanessa. Yeah. She is just, yeah. oh, she is so it's, awesome. And I love that she said that. I love her even more now.
3: <laughs> yeah, she's she's such a doll. And I mean, talk about another real one like that. Yeah, she you know she had so much success so young, and and just has just stayed so amazing and just she's so, so humble sweet and, and, so and funny. loves her. And yeah. she
0: likes an early bedtime, an early dinner. Yeah, yeah. Love her even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you could go on one reality show, which would it be?
3: Survivor.
0: I knew oh, you were going to say that. Yeah, I knew it. I knew to win.
3: I'm obsessed with, with survivor.
0: survivor. Wait, don't they do like a celebrity Survivor that you could go on? Do they? I feel like they should if they don't.
3: I was thinking <laughs> they should do something. I know that people have done like things in them. But see, the thing is, if even one person knows you, you're fucked. Right. You're going to get voted out so quickly. Right. That's
0: true. Wait, yeah. but what about Bear Grylls? I know he does that show where you can I, go with him.
3: I almost did that with him. And then we had like a scheduling conflict and we couldn't do it. But I would uh, love to go do it. Jake I did I would that, love didn't he? That.
0: He? Did you talk to him about it? I, I never talked like he... to
3: him about it. But I know Vanessa did it. Uh, and she told she me did? all about it. Yeah. She did it? yeah
0: I'll that's have to watch so
3: that.
0: cool yeah so cool yeah, yeah I could so see you sick. on Survivor and yeah. I'm, I yeah. you would win as long as oh. nobody you know fucked you over, which I know can happen. um <laughs> what's the last thing you googled? Car you seat. <laughs> I know be
2: honest. who is Rachel Bilson <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Well, I just well, I, mean, I to be fair, I just googled Sam Jackson's first role. Oh, I was, while we okay. were talking, we were talking. Uh, okay. And then the other one is is uh, mastering presets in Logic Pro X.
0: Whoa! Oh. I, you just spoke a different language. I yeah. What does what that mean?
3: <laughs> um, so, like, for uh, like, I love, I love like producing music on my computer. So I'll look up like presets and stuff. It's something I do on planes oh. when I go from like. Got it. Yeah. You know,
2: I know. We didn't even fun. touch on that. Yeah. Country your voice, music, singer. Hello. Your voice is incredible.
3: It's so, I
2: mean, you were born to sing country music. When I heard it, I was like, that would have been a real mistake if you didn't.
3: It's just really hard to be honest. Like, it's really hard to do both. And I always said to them, like, I'm just, you gotta, I gotta be on my own timeline here. Like, I can't give up acting for this. So it's Mm -hmm. gotta be like something that I can do on my terms um, as opposed to like, you know, because all the community is there in Nashville right now writing and writing and writing and writing. Like it is a grind. Like our business is a grind. Um, And I love it. But like trying to do both 100% is tough. So I'm like, I love it and I want to do it forever as long as they'll let me do it Mm -hmm. forever. And they're okay with that like kind of longer horizon.
0: Right. (laughs) But how did it come, you know, being from Vancouver, like how did country music happen? (laughs)
3: <laughs> so hit, there's a there's a huge country music scene in Canada, um, specifically in like Calgary, which is, okay. um, but also um, like you grow up like playing hockey. It's like you're yeah. in the hockey dressing rooms with your buddies. Everybody's listening to country music.
0: What? Uh,
3: oh yeah. And I gotta like ask I ask
0: Hayden about this. I don't know. He's never oh, yeah. said that before. I'd be like and so. Then,
3: <laughs> and then like I would grow up driving this like long stretch of road called Highway 99 from Vancouver to Whistler Mountain, and that's where like my mom and I would play like you know old classic. Rock and country music and all of that. So like and I find I'm at most peace, like in the mountains, where I love love Mm. to be. Like Whistler is like my own. Um, so I don't know, it's just it's always spoken to me more than anything else. And after I finished Vikings, I just started taking trips to Nashville because I wanted to write. And I didn't know anybody. And then one day I'm boarding a plane and these guys come up to me and they say that they're big fans of Lone Survivor, which was this Navy SEAL film I did. And Um, I ended up by pure happenstance sitting right behind them on the plane. We talked the whole way. By the end of the time, I land, I've I've sent them my my demo. Turns out they produce and play with Jason Aldean. Oh, wow. Who's like (laughs) one of my favorite uh, artists ever. Um, And now Jason's a friend and I'm signed at the same label and it's just like the world is just a crazy, crazy place.
0: That's so fucking cool. But but I do think
3: that that's the same thing we're talking about though. It's like, You know, you're honoring yourself and like just Mm -hmm. like doing it because you love something. It's so weird what will happen.
0: Right, right. Yeah. You're putting it out
2: there. What is your, what's your line, Lou? Say it. Spirit meets you at your point of action.
3: Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, I love that. Right? Don't you? Spirit meets you at your point of action. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Olivia also, she did like, she is a life coach and she's been doing that for a long time as well. So that, you know. She went to spiritual psychology school, and, and that was her Whoa. path for a while. But yeah, so she always has the zingers.
2: <laughs> I learned a lot. Do you still practice? I do. I wow. do. I've taken a tidbit of a step back only because I'm so busy with yeah. this and all of Podcasts the... and kids and-
3: It's hard being a, a movie star and movie you know. superstar yeah. podcaster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But the cool part but, is I'm playing a psychiatrist. And so it's like all those cool. worlds in all full circle.
0: Full wow. circle
2: moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: But
0: that's
2: awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. She's wow. she's done well. I also like you take the first step, spirit takes the next. Because that's cool. Yeah, it's it's really saying you still have to step. You can't yes. just pray and visualize and all of that without taking the steps and the actions. And once you do then it does feel like the universe starts conspiring with you.
3: I have a uh, I have a quote on my phone uh, that says, you get what you are.
2: Ooh, I like that.
3: Um, and I feel like so much of it is just, um, so, so much good in my life has come when I felt good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of course. So it's like, so if I'm doing the things that I need you to take care of me, uh, my... Universal world will take care of itself. So mm-hmm. it's like just just be the thing that you want, and yeah. it'll it'll come. Be the person that you think you will be. Just be it now.
0: Yeah, you know, right? I love that.
3: Uh,
0: I love that. You wait, okay, really quick. The last thing since we talked about music, if you could listen to only one album for the rest of your life, which would it be?
3: Oh man, I mean, <laughs> um, for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't know what album this is. I mean, it would be Sam Cooke.
2: <gasps> yes. I love Sam Cooke. Yeah, oh. but
3: I, I don't know what album.
2: I don't know what, al-
0: yeah. Sam, Maybe Sam, Sam, what about Coo- his Sam greatest
3: hits? <laughs> Sam Cooke's greatest hits. Right? Yeah, perfect. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's yeah. so
0: good. That really yeah. just touches my soul, man. Yeah. You are just such a beautiful light, Alexander. And yeah, you uh, are. I mean, you guys too. You're incredible. I'm so happy for you and you're gonna oh. become a dad. And that's so awesome. I just want all, everything good and light for you in your life because you are just a gem, my friend. You
2: really are.
3: (laughs) Oh, back at you guys.
2: We love Alexander.
0: Love Alexander. He had his baby. We literally talked to him. He's like, yeah, in like a month, I'm going to be having my baby. And then like she was born like two days later or something.
2: The baby came a month early. Yeah. He's a special guy. He
0: is. I love him.
2: I yeah. Do. It He's was so really much fun special
0: talking to him and reconnecting with him. He is just a gem of a human, that guy. So I'm really into tea. You know, I'm really into high tea. And Briar was homesick, and I made her a little tower of her own high tea for lunch, little crustless sandwiches and her tea. Dude, I'd never want to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> It was very cute. That is cute. I have to say. I enjoy those kinds of things.
1: How was high tea with your mother for her birthday?
0: It was nice, but I have to say, so my mom always wanted to try this one place, and it's supposed to be really nice, and it's really expensive, and we went, and you know what? It wasn't as good as our old faithful that we like to go to. Mm. So we did it once, and I don't think we'll do it again. Okay. There was a harp. There was a harpist, so that was different. But yes, so we will not go back for tea.
2: Any fuel Any fuel <laughs> Yeah.
0: Olivia's in her office still. <laughs> I miss Derek Waters. Can we have him on again? Yeah, Derek needs to come visit. Yeah. Derek, if you're listening.
2: <laughs> this is a public Hit service announcement, <laughs> and we want you back.
0: I want you, you back. back. <laughs> Rob's favorite. Stand Rob way. loves when we bust out the boy bands. <laughs> Do you even know who sings that?
1: Oh, Backstreet Boys probably.
0: Backstreet's Back. Is it Backstreet in Sync? I, I honestly for I can't remember who I kind of think it's Backstreet Boys. Oh, you think if They you can, say Backstreet's it's...
1: Back. I'm, I would I would also no, know. Well, that. No, that's not in that, that. song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> not in that song, but I want you back. Isn't that in Sync? Can you Google Cause it? Cause I want you, you. Back, bing, bang, bing, bing, bing. Bing. I'm going in sync. You're going backstreet. Let's see.
1: Because I want you back yeah, bing. Bing. in
2: sync. Oh, I knew it
0: so well. I knew it had to be in sync because I was an in sync girl, not a backstreet Me girl.
2: Me too.
0: What about you, Rob?
1: <laughs> I just loved them all.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine like Rob going to like a boy band concert? <laughs> Did you ever go to a boy band concert? Me? Yeah. That's a great question. You would Isn't know it? more than
2: because we would have gone together. Did we ever go? I don't think so. I know I, s- I definitely saw new kids on the block. Oh, okay. But I did um, not.
0: I saw Justin perform in New York, but that was just Justin and it wasn't in it was
1: just in his apartment.
2: It was just Justin. <laughs> it was just by him himself. serenading. <laughs> uh, I saw him with um nerd. Nerd. N-E-A. Oh, mm-hmm. you're throwing out some Dude. old school right now. Yeah, that was a night. That was a fucking night. I don't think I was there. I know I was there, and I was wearing a, <laughs> j- a terry cloth jumpsuit. <laughs> hell, and hell you were. <laughs> I accidentally peed on it. What? Like you popped the a squat? The, uh, no, the toilet seat was down, and I w- had had a little bit to drink. And I didn't realize that. And I was like squatting over the toilet, you know, because you don't want to touch it. But the seat was down. So the pee just poured off the top and onto my terry cloth jumpsuit. (laughs) Well, at least it was a towel. (laughs) It was a towel. And I didn't leave because there was someone there I wanted to see. And I was like, I'm going to stay in my pee pee jumpsuit. And then when he hugged me, he was like, you're sopping wet. And I was like, it's pee. You're like, it's you. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Yeah. You told him it was pee? I told him it was pee, and I think he said, um, I love you.
0: Yeah. That would be, that's a panty dropper. It's a panty dropper. Being that upfront with it. Let me ask you guys an important question. When you're public peeing in a public bathroom, are you, no matter what, and Rob, this is pooping for you, no matter what, (laughs) putting protection down before you sit, or do you sit without caring? Oh, God, no.
1: It's always protection. That's
2: the most insane
0: thing I've ever heard. I feel so strongly about that as well. Like, I would even have portable travel size potty, you know, um, protectors that you can keep in your purse just in case. I am with you a thousand percent. I know people... That just fucking sit on any well, toilet anywhere, anytime.
1: I do think no. uh, I don't think yeah. you can actually get like sick or anything from it if you do though. Right. So right. it's I don't, it's theory? all yeah. for you. Theory? I think the grossest part is and at least in a men's room is there's usually piss on the toilet seat. So sitting on someone else's piss is not
2: No, it's disgusting an no matter what. So I put the things down and I still squat over it.
1: Well that's, that's, that's I don't weird. even what? sit what? on
2: that. That's weird, Olivia. What do you what
1: is that doing?
2: <laughs> In case it touches my legs. That's weird. That's No, weird. I yeah, can't yeah. sit on it. It's disgusting. Well, you're not, you're Even squatting. Even things down, you don't sit on it? No, what? there's always Who pee are on the toilet. There's always <laughs> pee on the toilet seats. Then
1: you ball yeah, up that is gross. You ball up some toilet paper and clean it and
2: I don't to clean, clean someone's it. pee.
0: No. I I put lie, the things, things down and I squat over it. That's weird. I am kind of wasteful sometimes if there's pee on it cuz like I will do four of the covers.
1: Wait, well, yes, I mean, you
2: I do too and I don't even sit on it. That's so weird. It's a
1: way. Yeah. Wait, Why would you bother?
2: Because if my leg touches the thing while I'm <laughs> squatting, I can't have someone else's pee on me. That's disturbing.
1: Then put it on your oh. leg. I don't your waist and that doesn't make any I'm, sense. <laughs>
2: I'm not wasting it's if the seat touches my leg from squatting, and there's pee on it. Yeah, I, I that's a problem.
1: We heard you explain it. I don't.
2: Uh, there's <laughs> never a toilet seat that I've ever gone to, rarely that you can just put the things down and there still isn't pee. And I am not having someone else's pee touch my legs. It's creepy.
0: I, do you guys? Does this have to I use to my you? foot
2: to flush too. I do that of too. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. You don't touch that
0: shit. But okay. let me ask you do you guys get pee fright?
2: No.
1: Uh, um, Probably. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Like- di- I mean, it's different though. With the, with, that's how I get like a stand up urinal.
0: Well, yeah, but like for me, if there's like a line and people are waiting and like I'm in there and I have to pee. I get nervous and sometimes I can't pee because people are waiting and I get too nervous that I can't pee.
1: I don't care if I'm in the stall. It's more in when it's ur- at a urinal when <laughs> it's just like 40 people cramped next to you and you're like shoulder do to dudes shoulder. Like,
0: do dudes like tend
2: to look over and like check out other No, screeners? I don't think so. Ugh. But it's
1: still, it's still, yeah.
2: So these guys I'm here with, um, they said, there someone came out and they're like, that guy is a bathroom creeper. And I was like, what does that mean? They're like, a man should never smile while in the bathroom. Is this true? (laughs) What? Yeah. They're like, just teach your sons now. Never smile in the bathroom. Just don't do it.
1: I've never heard that rule, but I guess I could see how that'd be creepy.
2: Do you smile in the bathroom? I don't know. Rob, like if you're Rob just yeah like, like if not, you're peeing not
1: if I'm just by myself and it's with oh like my with a friend maybe there'll be a smile that'll happen <laughs> while pissing while pissing if we're when like you talking you,
2: you talk while you piss
1: if if you're with someone
2: you like hold your dick out and pee and smile and talk, you can talk. and just have you, a conversation I mean I'm not
1: saying you're smiling the whole time but you can continue no. a conversation. While peeing and just looking ahead, like you don't have to make eye contact.
0: Do you ever poop publicly with a friend and they're in the next stall and you continue conversing? No. Ew. That's never happened?
1: Not to me. I'm sure it's happened to someone.
2: How do you feel about pooping publicly? Yeah, how do you feel about pooping publicly?
1: It's not my favorite thing to do.
2: I hope it's not. I mean, that would be so. <laughs> You're like I purposely just go. <laughs> I wait <laughs> to the I'll, gas station.
1: I also have a very fancy toilet that I invest. You do. In.
0: A, you have a great toilet. You do have a good toilet. I do enjoy peeing when we I come sit to your right room. on that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I do always have pee on that seat though. But since it's warm, you can't tell.
2: You no, pee you on the don't. seat. You don't lift it.
1: <laughs> no, I do. I'm just trying to freak. Olivia he does.
2: Out. He's freak. He's trying to freak me out. He is. No. Your toilet is like a warm welcome. It always feels really nice. (laughs) No, Rachel. No. (laughs) It's not. It's just like cozy and warm and makes you feel good. I actually really want one of those toilets. Yeah, they're so nice. Do you put the toilet seat down, Rob, after you pee? Yeah.
0: Olivia, how do you feel about if a dude doesn't do that?
2: I think it's rude. I think it's, I don't like it. Because if you're in the middle of the night and you go and you fall in the toilet, <laughs> it's not kind. Has that happened to you? Yes. It's never happened to you. You've never <laughs> no. fallen in the toilet? I've fallen no, I've in had, the toilet. I've
0: had, oh, well, I've had courteous partners, but I've also, in my current setup, I kind of have a his and her bathroom situation. So I keep that shit separate
1: and it's nice. The blue ones, the his,
0: the green. Green one
1: or green, sorry.
0: But
2: don't they just go in your bathroom anyways? No. So no matter what, they go to the other bathroom. Yeah. I mean, it's connected. Like they're both there. What? Like what if they just are gonna like naturally go to yours because it's in your bedroom? I know the other one is
0: connected too.
1: It doesn't happen. I'm gonna make a a statement. I'm gonna start using yours. Uh, Rob, over there. No. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in there instead.
0: Rob, don't you dare. That is my space. We all
2: three use separate bathrooms at your house. I know.
0: Olivia goes to Briar's, Rob
2: goes to the Green, yeah. And I go to mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm going to start using yours.
2: Mm-mm. My favorite room in your house is the green bathroom.
0: You know what's I so like that, interesting? Yeah, I like that bathroom.
2: I love that bathroom. I don't bathroom. like using that bathroom. Because you've made it reserved for someone else in your mind. You think that's what it is?
1: That you normally end up yeah. hating. <laughs>
2: What you're like? That's their (laughs) fucking bathroom. All them.
0: (laughs) No, it's a really nice bathroom. I feel like it's a nice thing for me to do, like offering, like this is your space.
2: It is nice, but I was just curious. Like, I feel like I would have to direct.
0: No, like I feel like if that was my
2: room, Jeff would just go pee wherever the hell he wants. He's not going to just go to his bathroom.
0: Well, it's still. It's not like far. Like they're both kind of. No, I know. It's right there. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to start going further to use yours now. Rob. The green one is the closest.
0: Rob, you're irritating me. Do not <laughs> use working. my bathroom.
2: You know what I miss, you guys? What? You guys. <laughs> I miss being in person with stuck. you. <laughs>
0: going a little Olivia crazy? I is just in this hotel in the middle of Pennsylvania nowhere. It, I die. Every time I call her, Rob, I FaceTime her. <laughs> She's sitting on her
2: hotel bed against the headboard. That's her new office.
1: So you didn't get fired from the movie, right?
2: No, I didn't.
1: Great. That's good.
2: Yeah. That's good news, right?
1: Great news.
0: She's Um, doing great. Tonight, she's a big night for her. I got a
2: big night tonight, guys. Your first nude scene. (laughs) No. Jesus, Rob. Nobody wants to see me nude. That's the good part about acting when you're a little bit older. Is there no, nobody's trying to see your, your boobies. That's it. I mean, That's no, the good I part. think that can come, Olivia. I think
0: there definitely could be a role where they're like, "Will you show your boobs. How do you feel about that? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So when I was younger, I was like, absolutely not. I almost lost a role because I was like, I'm not getting naked. But now I'm kind of like,
1: well. Now you wish she would have gotten naked then.
0: Well, yeah. I like nice perky 20 year old boobs. Like, sure. You haven't had a kid yet
1: you didn't have a baby?
0: Yeah, you didn't have a baby. Although, I don't know that I would... I, I would still do it. I, I, I'm not saying I would definitely do it now. Depends on the project and situation and whatever. But I'm not saying absolutely not, because I don't know that I care as much.
2: I don't really... Like, yeah, like, when they go down your shirt and, like, um, mic you and all that stuff, they're, like, very, very careful. And like, <laughs> Of course. No, but uh, I'm like, it's fine. They're like, do you need to do it yourself? I'm like, it's fine. Like, I've had children in front of people. There's no more...
1: You, you, ask Modesty to, left. you ask them to pinch your nipples while they're doing that.
2: <laughs> while you're down there. <laughs> Just give um, me a
1: little tweak.
2: But I feel like if I were to do a nude scene, I would have to have like, like rules. Like I'd be fine with it if I was laying down. I don't feel like I'd be okay walking around without my shirt on.
1: Zoe Lister Jones has a new show that I think she directed a bunch and she had to direct herself in a nude scene and like, while naked, had to direct everyone else. And just, Ooh. I saw an article or something about her talking about how interesting that situation was.
2: That is interesting. But there's a difference between walking and laying down. But laying down,
0: sometimes they just sprawl like sideways. Like, I, I mean, And I'm fine with that. You'd rather that than upright? I think I'd
2: rather be upright. I nursed for six years. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yours still look good when you walk. Oh, they walk. <laughs> yeah. When I walk. Only when I walk. Just not around. so much the sitting down. <laughs> 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 no,
0: I'm actually fine. Like, I feel fine about my boobs. Like, I'm fine. Well, Rob, how do you feel about nudity if you were asked to get nude in a project?
1: I don't know. I don't. I have never uh, played that scenario out in my mind.
2: <laughs> That's why we're asking. That's why we're asking.
1: I don't know. That yeah. Look I, at him.
2: <laughs>
0: if, any, if everyone could see Rob's face right now,
1: of course I would do it.
0: <laughs> would you care if
2: your girl did?
1: want to take it specifically. It's different because she's not an actress, so it'd be weird if she started doing this
2: <laughs> <scenes> somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> i don't jeff wouldn't i don't think jeff would care at all if you got nude i don't think he would either but
1: it's also yeah we've been conditioned of, you guys have been whipping your boobs out for the last six years yeah. feeding kids in, in front of places, everyone so it's yeah yeah
2: i do think that changes things for women it's not so precious anymore or sexual it's like every doctor's Seen them and I don't know. It just feels less,
1: more like an utter.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly like an utter.
1: Do you want to talk about your week, Rachel?
2: No, oh,
0: my week.
1: About damn it. About what <laughs> happened.
0: Olivia sent us this video today. Was it TikTok? What was it on about oversharing? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was funny. It just brings me to think like the age-old debate: what's the difference between an overshare?
1: and vulnerability
0: yeah sure or just honesty
1: mm-hmm.
0: transparency there just seems to be a lot of attention on certain things that I say yeah. sometimes
1: <laughs> well, you, should we do you want to unpack all that
0: I mean there's not like a ton to unpack I just think it's interesting what's being talked about but what's more interesting is that it's such a big deal that it's talked about right? I think that's the bigger thing right <laughs> and it's been interesting like uh, people have sent me articles uh that like the comment I had made a few weeks ago how it's sparked conversations on you know sex education and what women and girls know and all this stuff and I'm like okay well then maybe, maybe this is an interesting topic and a conversation that should be happening but it's just interesting how the media can spin it and like put all these clickbait headlines out there.
1: Well the fact that they're becoming clickbait headlines when they're very common things. Topics. Is, yeah, for is sure. Is speaking to that.
2: I think so. Yeah, but it's also it makes me upset. And here's why. Because people don't make a big deal about sexuality. Every TV show you watch, every movie you watch, every book you read, every, every, everything that gets anyone's attention for the most part has something to do with either sex or violence, right? And yet, in every movie, people can show their tits and they can simulate sex scenes and all that. But you say one comment about it's like your personal nothing. preference. Yeah. And it's like, goes viral and is such a big deal. And it's like, wait, what? Why? 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 If a woman speaks about sex, oh my God. But Let's show it in everything we do. you know? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I think I can be a little vulgar and I'm not crazy about
0: like th- that part of it being blasted, but I'm just, you know, I speak a little freely sometimes. Um, but as far as like the actual things, it's not a big deal, you know. like we could talk about sex positions all day and it's like,
1: yeah, it's not a story that it's not a story that you like missionary. <laughs> And not but that's what I'm style. saying,
2: and it's not even vulgar. No. If no. they take the actual conversation and we're having a regular conversation, and you say like, "Yeah, like missionary, love being manhandled," blah 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 blah, like there was nothing vulgar about that.
0: No, and also I'm I tend to like you know put humor on things like oh we fucking manhandle, like it's just like you know an expression. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do like to be manhandled, but
1: (laughs) Uh, I died because someone thought you
2: liked missionaries. Is there any interesting,
1: (laughs) is there an interesting conversation around the stigma, but also why? Well. Or why women, not you specifically?
0: You know. Rob's like, do tell. Certain women, (laughs) certain women like to be manhandled. Sure. Other women want to be like the dom, you know, and like. That's a preference, right? And I don't know the majority.
1: Major, majority. I don't majority. know the majority. I don't of know peoples. the majority.
0: Uh, you know, I don't know the statistic there, like percentages and preferences and whatever. I don't think
1: there's been a proper study done. That's.
0: I feel like there should be, maybe, because I'm curious. But I think that
1: maybe Olivia it's... maybe put out a poll this week for uh, our okay. Instagram.
2: Yeah, we want to hear people. Do you want to be handled or do you want to be the handler? Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm curious what the response is. And I don't know. And I do think about it from like a psychological standpoint of like, why do I want to feel, you know, like that? Or I want to be, you know, (laughs) manhandled. Oh, Jesus.
1: I have a thought on why. Go for it. I, I think for women... It's a big fear of theirs. So when they can enact that in a controlled, safe space with someone that it is safe, that's why it's so heightened. And and it's fear fantasy of like, this is something that I'm terrified of and I'm confronting it and doing it in a way that I know is safe.
0: Well, that's a theory. I think maybe for some
2: people, that's not mine, but maybe... (laughs) I think it's more about, it's like, you want a man that's competent in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's it's more of like, I think it goes way back when it used to be like the hunters and gatherers and you want to feel like your man can like hunt and gather and provide and do all of those things. Mm -hmm. So instinctually there's this survival of the
1: fittest type
2: yeah like wanting to feel submissive and that this person is capable of taking care of you i yeah i think
0: yeah you know because i would always be like can you swing an axe you know what i mean like i definitely have (laughs) no but i mean i'm just saying like that speaks to what olivia's saying first
1: date you take them axe throwing and (laughs)
0: Uh, I would she does <laughs> but like no like it is it speaks to that primal kind of instinct and I definitely can be old-fashioned in some areas like for sure and obviously I am all about feminism and, and all of it and supporting women and I love it it's beautiful but I also have that side of me that is a little old-fashioned and I want I, it's attractive to me when the man can like build the fucking fire and, like, you know, do all the things. And it, it is attractive to me. So I do think it speaks more to
2: that.
1: Well, it's, it's um, also hardwiring. You're not just deciding that that's what makes you attractive.
2: Correct. Right. Correct. It is hardwired yeah. it, It's ancient, really. Mm-hmm. It's in your DNA. It's in my DNA. Well, I do think the DNA is changing now. And that's why the younger people are moving out of those kind of, you know, gender-specific roles is mm. because the actual... Wiring is changing because we don't need that anymore. Right. But us old ladies still have it in us.
1: But I think there's also a, a conversation of is that actual hardwiring or just culturally what in a misogynistic <laughs> patriarch yep. what women have been conditioned to and what people think they should feel.
0: So, Rob, here's a question because Natalie's super, you know. Like feminist and and woke and all of those things. Like in the bedroom, is she more the handler, or does she like to be handled?
1: You make me answer this. You know my mom listens to this.
0: Oh shit! Well, you want well, me to phrase it differently? Wait, well, earmuffs are curious. Okay, we are muffs. Sorry, mama. Okay, Jana, just just yeah, Jana, volume. just
2: bear
1: with um,
0: us. But you know what I mean because she she is very much so. So I'm curious if that translates sexually
1: as well. No, it doesn't. She likes. She likes to, to be, be manhandled as well.
0: Ex- there you go. Okay. And I think it, that's an interesting, you it, know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, and it's, I think for her, it's more that it forces her to kind of take her mind off of things. Mm hmm. And yes, then it, it's just relinquish purely, control. purely passion at that point.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's abnormal at all. No, at all. And I don't think it's abnormal that certain men want to be manhandled too. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, Yes, the, there's the, certain the men the for sure. Is, you right. know, yeah. Well,
1: we're not trying to shame anyone that does or does not.
2: No, I mean, we're that just isn't. Trying to
1: have a conversation about it's just what's, an open conversation. Yeah. What's I think that rooted in
0: anything is great. Whatever your preference is, your preference, and I, uh, you know what I mean. Screwy. Yeah, we're not shaming anyone. Right? Well,
1: you're you're getting constantly shamed. Is the
0: I am? Is am the I issue getting shamed? is that
1: you're you're talking about purely your preference and what you like and. Getting just shamed for being open about it.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like I want to have a bit of a filter, which sucks, you know, because that's not my personality. But, like, it's how it's spun.
1: From feedback from people I know, like, they love that you speak this candidly about it. And everyone is like, fuck, yeah, Rachel's willing to go there and say that.
2: Yeah, they're making a bigger deal than it is, is what it's happening. Well, yes, they are. It's obviously when they, like, pick
0: it up and it's, you know.
1: But have you... It's not. What have you... I mean, I guess you stay in your house all the time and don't talk to people, so you wouldn't. But (laughs) (laughs) What? I I was wondering if you've gotten any positive feedback from it, but you're a Um, black hole of...
0: I think anything that I have seen, like, an article that was sent to me yesterday, and then they were like, yeah, fuck yeah, Rachel, like, totally... You know, and I, I haven't seen much, but what I have seen hasn't been negative. Uh-huh. But I try not to look. I'm like, oh, God.
1: <laughs> well, and it also doesn't matter. It's the people that are around you that you care about anyways and how they feel about it. That really People
0: matter. are praising me for being sex positive. I'm like, am I being sex positive or am I just like talking about sex? Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's what sex positive is. Oh.
2: It's not having the stigma on it and the and shame. Not and shame the, and, just talking, yeah, and just talking about it. Yeah, and just talking about it. I don't understand why everyone's okay showing it. Oh no. Is that what? a bug? There's Uh-oh. a bug up there. All of you not like bugs. All of you that? not like bugs. What do I do? What kind of bug is it? What do I do? I do? do I call them?
1: No, you're going to call yeah. someone. Wait, you're going to call no, she's someone. going to take them. a
2: picture
0: of it to show us, right? Let me see it and I may, might be able to identify it. <laughs> Another hidden talent Let's, of mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll send, send it, it to
1: Dominic Monaghan.
2: <laughs> Dominic, that's what I was going to say. To Send it to Dominic Monahan. Uh, what do I do, guys? Do I well, call me someone it. to get the bug out?
1: You see, she was suggesting that, Rachel. No, you don't call oh. someone to get the bug
2: out. Well, then what do you do?
1: What kind of bug is it?
2: You have to zoom in on it. I just sent it to you.
1: It's a little. Um, it's those little. Oh,
2: it's those little.
0: <laughs> I get those all the time. They're totally fine.
1: Yeah, you just leave it's it.
0: It's big, guys. Just leave, it's leave it. it. It's not, yeah, not going
1: to bite you. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to do it.
0: anything. Just leave it. If you don't want it in your room, then catch it and take it I out. I can't catch it. You go get what? a glass. What do you mean? Go get
1: a glass and put it over it and get a piece of paper and slide it on. Yeah, it.
0: do the old slideroo.
2: You know what? This it's, is not
1: I think chill. it's a stink beetle. That's what that
2: A stink beetle? That means it's gonna smell bad?
1: No. Uh, no, it's a forest bug. Mayor not that's it's, it's a stink bug. It's a stink bug? Yeah,
0: but they, called, stink. but they don't stink. They don't stink. They don't stink. They do nothing. I get them all the time, and I just pick them. I pick them up with my hand and put them outside. You're a creep. I am a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here?
1: <laughs> Is that Radiohead there?
2: Yeah. Very good, Rob. Very good, Rob. <laughs> I'm okay. having a panic attack. Don't have a panic attack. You're I don't want that crawling on me when I sleep. It it's won't. It's not going it to crawl on you. It when doesn't you like sleep.
1: you. <laughs> It wants to stay far. Just from take you. it
2: out or go across the hall and be
0: like, yo, get this out of my room to one of the dudes if you're too scared.
2: All right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be sleeping in here until seven in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, she has a night shoot.
0: Thrown to the wolves.
2: Thrown to <laughs> the
0: wolves. Proud of you. Thank you, Rachel. I will say, though, that last article that I read, it's frustrating that it's still going around that I said I never had an, an
2: orgasm. You know what's frustrating is that they said your podcast was wrong. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. What's frustrating.
0: <laughs> they said the wrong podcast. Yeah. I think it's easy for people to search and realize, oh, this isn't her podcast. But you know what it is? Broad ideas. And thank you all, you lovely broadians, for sticking with us <laughs> and listening to our shenanigans. Yeah,
1: despite all the filth that comes out of Rachel's mouth.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's take another poll. Do you want me to rein it in
2: or go further? Who, who I mean, come on! I can answer. All
1: right, we got to do these polls on your account, though. Mine. Yeah.
0: Oh, because it's I don't got bigger.
1: The more people mind. are going to answer it.
0: I don't want to do it on mine.
1: <laughs> she's right, shy. We, we can do it on the. Yeah, I am she's real shy. It's,
0: ironically, <laughs> I am kind of shy, which is so weird <laughs> that all these like crazy, very uh candid comments come out of my mouth. I don't know. What to yeah, tell you? You don't
1: leave the house, I'm aware.
0: <laughs> I hide when there's a
2: knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? Okay, so you feel me. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not like, who is it? You know, I'm like,
0: fuck, who is it? Who is it? And look so out the do window. You th- do you think we're weird, Olivia? And like most people aren't like that? Because this was brought to my attention recently. Someone who like said when they first met me, they noticed that like there was a knock at the door. Okay, okay. I was in my 20s when I met this person. There was a knock at my door and my immediate reaction was like, oh my God, who's at the door? And like hide instead of like checking and being a normal person. No,
2: I get scared every time there's a knock at the door. Rob?
1: I'd, um, I don't get scared. I don't like when people come to my door unless I know they're coming to my door.
0: Sure. So, but is your reaction like fear? Like I'm not going to answer that?
1: It's not fear, but it is also I'm not gonna answer that if it's not like I don't know that I, I have don't know if it's coming. I we also have the little Google Nest thing, so I can look on the camera and see who it is.
2: I don't care though. I'll still not open it if they're like, We're here for da da da. I'm like, nope. No. But a FedEx not.
1: delivery that needs a signature, you'll, you'll open but for that.
2: Mm, maybe you if want it's that FedEx. S- yes. I've missed many of FedEx. If it's FedEx, but like if it's anyone else with anything to say, I won't. I don't trust people. I know that I have watched too many shows to fall for that shit. If
1: it's a random person I don't know, I will not answer. If it's like a neighbor,
2: I still won't answer.
1: I'll answer well, if, if it's a it's, neighbor dep- depends and on the neighbor. I know them. We had one neighbor that we were eating, and uh, she came and knocked. And our table's like right by the door, so I think she could hear us in there. And we're like, no, we're in eating. We're not going to answer the door. And she just stayed there and like kept knocking. And Nat- Natalie just like yelled at her and was like, "Yeah, you can leave it. We're eating right now."
0: Oh, Natalie, I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's
2: a boss.
0: Did you take her out this week, Rob?
1: Uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we oh, did a, you? We went to a concert last night.
2: Oh, she went with you to a concert.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What concert?
1: Uh, we saw Cursive play. That's last nice. Last night, Uh they played their album *Domestica*. In its entirety. Was it good? Yeah, it was fun. Did she have fun? Mm-hmm. And our, one of our like good old friends from Chicago ended up randomly being there.
0: Aw, that's <laughs> a good old friend. Good old friend from Chicago. Cool. Oh, man. Guys. Good session. hmm Good session. All right, well, tune in next week.
1: For more Broad Ideas.